Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because you'll get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused and deliciously rich, potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. I'll be riding a little bit solo on this one, and we're going to keep this aspect of it, this part of it, a little bit short. We'll do more fun things in the second half, but do have to go over this 3-2 to loss to the Texas Rangers. There's honestly not a lot to dive into here, and so that's why, you know, if you're joining us live on the YouTube, and hopefully you subscribe to that you click the bell icon so you can get a notification when we go live after every single game no matter how it goes for the Colorado Rockies but um or any other time for that matter you got to make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube so this will be shorter if you're listening to the podcast there'll be extra stuff in the second half but this game really did boil down to a phenomenal pitching performance out of Lance Lynn Yes, there are things the Colorado Rockies offense could have done, and in hindsight, and arguably probably even in foresight, should have done to combat this potential outing. That being said, Lance Lynn has been one of the best pitchers in baseball going back to the beginning of last year. He's been one in all of his outings so far this year, and the Rockies arguably did better against him in a way they got more run against him in this game on Friday night at Coors but obviously they didn't manage to do what they did in the season opener in Texas which is where they managed to get his pitch count up over a hundred in the sixth inning get him out of the game and give them a chance against the Rangers bullpen That was not the case this evening. The the Rockies were not able to make that a reality, which is uh, really too bad considering where the offense is now. I think that that could have been uh, a game changer. Well, it certainly would have been a game changer because after Lynn gave up those first two hits and really the Trevor Story single to the left was the one, the, the swinging bunt from Garrett Hampson to open the game, the Rockies catch a little bit of luck in that first inning with Todd Frazier not being able to turn the double play, then the Rockies catch a little bit of either bad luck, or you can kind of look at Nolan Arenado and say, if he runs that out a little bit harder, who knows what more may have been able to transpire in that inning. All that said, everyone's got a, I don't know that anyone out there isn't pumping the brakes. I don't know that anyone's going too wild over this. But, you know, when you looked at this one on paper, this was the game in the series that you figure the Rockies are probably going to lose. Now, it didn't really come down to Lance Lynn dramatically outpitching Ryan Castellani. Castellani, as it turned out, had a really good baseball game once again, as did the other people in Jeff Hoffman and Jairo Diaz who came out of the Rockies' bullpen. The Rockies pitched very well. Uh, And they played good defense. They played certainly much better defense than the Rangers. Uh, It was, yes, and I know some people are probably tired of me saying this, a little bit of it was bad luck. And a lot of it was just Lance Lynn becoming pretty much unhittable 
for the final seven innings of the game. And I did have Sandblaster ask me on Twitter, you know, why so many first pitch swings? And and I don't know. It seemed very clear to me early on that Lance Lynn realized that the Rockies had waited him out the first time around and he wasn't going to let that happen exactly the same way. And so he came out really attacking the zone. And it seemed to me like the Rockies had an in-place counter plan for that, which was to attack him back. A lot of times they call it ambushing, right? Trying to ambush the first pitch fastball. And the Rockies did that several times this evening, and they rolled it over to second base almost every single time. And so in an individual game, when you're trying to beat a great pitcher, I don't hate the strategy. As long as you get back to as soon as you can, taking as many pitches, really working the counts. It's been working for you. I don't think it's a good idea for the Rockies to go away from that. But you got to try things when a guy is pitching as well as Lance Lynn has been pitching this year, as well as he has against your ball club. And really just as, as well as he was tonight, he was hitting his spots eight or nine times out of 10. It was a great ball game. Sometimes you do just have to tip the cap. Uh, it was a two hit performance, a complete game, two runs, one earned against Lance Lynn. Uh, only the six strikeouts. He didn't walk anybody. And that's the thing, you know, I, I don't know. Driving up the pitch count is a nice idea and it can be done against most pitchers, most nights. But if a guy's really just painting the edges and, and pounding the zone, you can only drive up his pitch count so much, right? Hitting is naturally reacted. So, it, and, and I see, is it Jay Biggs, Biggs, Biggs saying, you know, the offense has never really been the issue, but then you get lights out starting pitching and all of a sudden the bats don't show up, you know, help me understand this. And, this and that's why I think it's important to point out sometimes the difference between when the Rockies do this and have done this in the past against other teams like fifth rotation guy that's super frustrating and they need to be called out for it and you know it's it's questionable what happened with Justice Sheffield in Seattle right that was another game where they really struggled to put it together offensively he pitched a great game but he's not necessarily known for it yet so. Was that, you know, how much of it was a surprise? But this this was just a great pitcher who's been a great pitcher. He was fifth in Cy Young voting in the AL last year who came out and pitched like a guy who's going to be in the Cy Young voting again this year. And he probably will. He's kind of probably going to be right there with Garrett Cole for the American League Cy Young competition all year. So you can almost twist this thing the other way around and say – if not for uh, a handful of pieces of, <clears throat> again, pretty poor luck, the Colorado Rockies, if not win the game, at the very least would have forced extras, and that that would have gone their way in two ways, typically. Just extra innings favors the home team because you can walk off, right? And they would eventually have gotten into the Rangers' bullpen, who are not as good as Lance Lynn. Uh, now, obviously, the Rockies bullpen have, have had their struggles as of late as well, but neither Jeff Hoffman 
or Daniel Bard for the run that they gave up were hit especially hard, right? Bard's big issue was that he plunked the first guy. Like that was really, really it. And he was ahead of that hitter and just a slider over rotated on him. And he plunked that dude. If not, that run doesn't score. It's just a little seeing eye single that put runners at first and third with nobody out when it should have just put a guy at first with one out. And then he did the rest of his inning. It would would have been a, a, a forgettable single, but as it was, that single allowed them to bring in a run on a double play, right? Anytime the other team scores a run on a double play, there's a little bit of a, you were that close from that not being a run, especially because he plunked the guy who was ahead of in a one-two count um, and could have put away with that slider if it had just been a little bit closer. And it was the same thing with Jeff Hoffman. Uh, Nice night at the plate for uh, Nick Solak. But that double down the line was a total jam. He got beat on a two strike fastball in on his hands that I'm surprised didn't shatter his bat into a million pieces. And he hit a weak blooper down the right field line. That was a Coors field double. It was a, he didn't hit the ball hard. He didn't hit the ball. Well, he didn't hit the ball the way he was intended. Jeff Hoffman got the exact swing that is intended with that kind of fastball up and in righty to righty the way he'd been pitching him soft, low and away, soft, low and away. Just he jammed him. He got the pitch he wanted, uh, but he fought it off and was lucky that it fell about three inches inside of the right field line. And then the next pitch that Hoffman threw was a really good changeup that ended up below the strike zone to Rugnan Odor, who was so far out on his front foot that all he could do was, drop the bat down like a golf swing and he happened to get the barrel to it and keep it fair again for what would otherwise have been a pretty meaningless and forgettable single to right field but that it happened right after the double means that it led to a run and those were the winning runs for the rangers tonight they did not execute anything particularly well on those two plays, right? Both of the hitters that Hoffman pitched to there, Solak and Odor, were beat by the pitch. And Bard plunking the guy, he didn't really do anything there. The play that brought in the run was a double play. So it's not like they, you know, they came through huge in a key at bat. The guy made two outs. He just also happened to bring in a run. And you can even talk about the only run that Ryan Castellani has given up so far on the season. That home run to right center or to to right field just, just over the high scoreboard in right again from Solak on a mostly well-executed high fastball that he did hit well, to be sure. That was the best hit ball of the game, but that it got over the wall and not, off of the top of it was just a little bit of fortune for the Rangers. So all three of their runs, you know, it's Castellani could have made a better pitch there. I will say he could have done more what Hoffman did on his pitch to Sola, both trying to do the same thing. They had worked him with soft stuff away. They had gotten him down strikes in both situations and they're trying to come up and in with the fastball 
to either get him to swing underneath it or, or, or to totally jam him up and create a weak pop-up the way Hoffman did. It just happened to fall in, right? What Castellani did was he didn't get it quite inside enough. He left, It was high, and it was, it was up like at the very top of the zone, so it was still kind of a solid pitch, but a little bit more over the middle of the plate, which makes it easier to handle and take the other way, which is a, exactly what Solak did when he hit the home run. So good piece of hitting there from Solak on what wasn't a terrible pitch, but not an ideal pitch. And other than that, Colorado Rockies could win the game 2 nothing. Now, of course, you're saying, well, sure, if the Rangers don't make any defensive mistakes, that could have been a 0-0 game quite easily, and they could still be out there playing into the 10th and 11th because neither offense really got anything like – substantial going against either pitching staff. There were no big rounds. It was the complete opposite of what we saw in that Arizona Diamondback series. So it does look like uh, I, I see that as well, Henry, that the Dodgers are up and it looks like they're going, they're up five, one as I'm speaking to you now and the angels in the bottom of the seventh uh, looks like they're going to come up here and tie the Rockies Um but I, I think I think the Rockies are going to stay in this thing. I think they're going to remain uh, in the, the divisional race for the entire season. I think they're going to bounce back. I still think they're probably going to win this series against the Rangers because Lance can't pitch again tomorrow and he can't pitch again on Sunday. And that's one of the beautiful things about baseball is sometimes that just happens. Uh, you do have to tip your cap to a great pitcher. You know, you could – dive deep into anybody right now and say, man, didn't doll look ugly in that one at bat or what's going on with why couldn't Murphy execute the thing here? And you know what? Uh, Charlie Blackman went over again, you know, and uh, no one was doing much against what Lance Lynn had out there tonight. Nobody on the Rockies, nobody, uh, I think for any lineup was going to be able to match it. Uh, the only, I think you could really get into debate about, uh, what they could have done differently from an offensive standpoint is just trying to see a few more pitches to get out of the game. Uh, because in terms of scratching out runs, I think they did about as well as they were going to against what he had tonight. And you you can't just expect your pitching staff to be totally perfect either. And they were damn near perfect out there tonight in a combination of as if I would have told you three or four weeks ago, like, yeah, the Rockies will get an extraordinary combination of pitching out of Ryan Castellani, Jeff Hoffman, Daniel Diaz, you would have laughed in my face. And so you got to accept these good things. Uh, you you got to try to move forward. And, and the Rockies have to do this as well. Chalk it up to Lance Lynn was phenomenal. Shower it off. Get out of there. Um, Daniel, I, I want to talk about the trade of uh, Tinoco and some of these things uh, tomorrow before we get into the rest of the stuff that we've got to talk about. As I was saying at the beginning of this one, I want to keep this part relatively short, just going through the game here. The last thing I've got to do is make sure that y'all know that we do still have a game just because it's a loss doesn't mean you don't crown the king of the game and it's got to be another one for Ryan Castellani. Again, remember to use that promo code DNVR because you can get a pretty cool sign-up bonus of a, of a dollar to get up to 100 bucks 
on DraftKings right now. So, uh, yeah, Ryan Castellani, seven strikeouts, did have two, only gave up the two hits, both of them to Solak, uh, who was the only guy out there getting hits for the Rangers in this one until the kind of the end of the game there. And again, you've got to accept that out of your pitching staff. And it looks like this Castellani kid could be a real find and he's going to get hit more than he's been so far. He'll give up runs. Yes. He's faced the Mariners and the Rangers, not the scariest lineups in all of baseball, but the stuff is there and he's hitting his spots. Not every time. But the command is way better than what I saw last year in AAA. The stuff has never been a question. You see it now. The seven strikeouts weren't an accident. The ugly swings and guys throwing their bats and all that stuff, not an accident. Ryan Castellani being a thing would be huge. I mean, huge for your ball club. Ultimately, you can't expect the kid in his second start ever in Major League Baseball to outduel a Cy Young contender from a year ago and a Cy Young contender this year. A little bit of a tough matchup there for the Rockies. They just got to come out strong and try to take this series. Going to wrap up this conversation tomorrow with Patrick Lyons on board. Going to go through some of these other questions, talk about uh, the Tinoco trade, which I thought was a little bit strange, to be honest with you. I think it's it's a bizarre one, and I'm going to go through some of the reasons why I think that is the case. We're going to look forward to the rest of this series and, and really just the next week or so for the Colorado Rockies run through some things for you. Maybe dive into a few other things that I might have missed from this one, but like I said, it really did come down to uh, a great pitching performance from Lance Lynn and a really good pitching performer out of Rockies who just happened to have a couple of balls fall in. And, and that ended up being the difference in this one. And there's not a whole lot you can do about that other than come back out, really put your foot down and keep pitching. Well, you keep pitching. Well, the ship writes itself. The team with wins a lot of games, a lot of games. So, all right. Thanks everyone for listening into this episode of the podcast. Like I said, I'm going to keep this one a little bit shorter and these shorter fill in episodes are brought to you by our good friends over at green mountain dental group. Make sure to hit them up. They'll hook you up with a free sonic hair toothbrush. Make sure you're following everybody on social media at drew Creaseman at Patrick D Lyons at DNVR underscore Rockies. You know to subscribe to the DNVR.com for all of the written material plus discounts on all of that merchandise. You got to swing by the DNVR bar on Sunday afternoon and say hello. I will be down there for the series wrap up and we will be wrapping up this series against the Texas Rangers. Other than that, I can only ever ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome out there. I promise you that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.